We are helping owners create cash flow and pay down their mortgage, while our guests feel like a millionaire for the time that they stay with us. It's no secret that focusing on others' outcome ultimately leads to more income for you and your company. Welcome to the Good Endeavor Short-Term Rental Show. Hey, welcome to another show of the Good Endeavor Short-Term Rental Show. I am your host, Mark McDaniel, and I'm so excited today to welcome Julie George all the way from Brisbane, Australia. Julie kind of put a lot of the short-term rental industry on the map. She kind of came out and uh, she had owned a short-term rental management company, sold that company after a few years, actually had a few properties of her own, has dipped her toes into arbitrage and is now a coach, a mastermind leader, and many other things. So welcome to the show, Julie. G'day, g'day. And nice. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Mark. I'm, it's a real honor to be here and just a good excuse to catch up with you again. Yeah. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. I kind of want to kind of turn the page back. And okay. so when you were growing up in Australia, you say Australia and then I'll say Australia. Australia. I say a different <laughs> Australia. It sounded, it sounded different coming from you. Um, yeah. So let's turn the page back. So when you were growing up where you, you have siblings. I do. I have yeah, two younger sisters, mum and dad, uh, were together until I was 12. Um, I think most people can relate that yeah. sometimes it splits. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, a lot of people don't know about my childhood, Mark. Are we, going, are we diving that deep today? <laughs> hey, we didn't come here to think about knowing each other. We came here to actually do it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, a lot of people probably, well, actually... If you have read Million Dollar Host, you will know, but I'm going to give you this summary in case you just, um, in case any of your people haven't read it, um, that I grew up in what Kakadu in the, the Northern Territory. Now, if anybody has watched Crocodile Dundee, that's where I lived. Is So I grew up with pet buffalo, crocodiles. Um, my first job ever was feeding crocodiles, and I do have all my fingers intact, um, only just. Uh, but yeah, my first that was my upbringing. So I grew up in um, in the wilds of Kakadu. Uh, yes, everything can kill you in Australia. That rumor is correct. And all of the wildlife, you know, we have to be very, very careful about snakes and spiders and crocodiles and you know, crazy things in the the bush of Australia. But I grew up with the Aboriginal, um, mostly Aboriginal children in my school. So it was. Uh, yeah, it was a really interesting upbringing and, and watching Crocodile Dundee being filmed as well as other many other movies and um, people coming out and finding out about our area. But, uh, but yeah, going from that to then um, completely flipping and going across to Los Angeles to work for the Northern Territory Tourist Commission, the Australian Tourist Commission, and convincing all the Americans to come and visit Australia as a tourism destination. So, um, so that was, you know, interesting upbringing. That is so neat. That's probably where all your swagger and confidence comes from. If you have an audience of crocodiles, you humans are nothing hey, out of that. To a rental host, nothing. Yeah, no one can, um, no one can upset me. No one can kill me in this industry, but, uh, but you're exactly right. That 
I think it was really seeing my dad, who was a mini celebrity, he'd be on the microphone, he'd be using his best dad jokes to entertain the, the tourists uh, in Kakadu and, uh, you know, just seeing his confidence and then being able to take an opportunity to go and promote my country overseas, uh, live in Hollywood, drive a red convertible at the age of 19 because that's what I you know, had always dreamt of doing and, of course, then achieving that goal. It gave me the the confidence and the knowledge that anything is possible and you've just got to be able to have a dream. You've got to be able to dream. I always say dream bigger than dream bigger because a lot of people are their own worst enemies. We hold ourselves back. But if you can really imagine a life by design, what does your rich life entail? Then you've got to go out and put the roadmap to um, to to achieve that. And I did that at such an early age that I went, right, what's next? And, you know, for me now being able to talk to you uh, and, and hundreds or thousands of short-term rental hosts worldwide, um, it's really a dream come true. That is so inspiring. I love it because um, you, you said you moved to California, you worked for the tourism industry. And is that kind of what led you into the short-term rental business in general? Like, cause it sounds like your dad, he was entertaining tourists, obviously. And then you kind of got into that, um, as a representative of Australia, so to speak. Is that, was that your on-ramp? No, it actually wasn't. It was funny because what? at university in between Australia and coming to America, like Eddie Murphy, um, no, I think I am. But um, I I studied hotel management at university because my parents were involved in hotels at that stage in Australia. But when I came to America, they sold all the hotels, they sold the tourism interests. And so it was funny because, you know, all that study that I did way back then, it wasn't until 25 years later that I was working in real estate in Australia and the idea of short-term rentals actually dawned on me. I had a property myself, a little one-bedroom apartment that became vacant. It was already furnished and I thought, I wonder what all this fuss is about with Airbnb. You know, there's all this talk. So I decided to put the Wi-Fi on, put some linen in and list it on Airbnb. And of course, just like you have and many of our le- uh, the readers, sorry, the listeners right now, um, we all discovered the magic of short-term rentals. Now, being in real estate, having that entrepreneurial mind, I thought, you know, if it's working for me, it can work for so many other people as well, property investors, but they don't have the time, the expertise, the know-how. So if I can offer a service to provide a solution to that problem, um, I'm possibly have a really good business in mind. So short-term rental property management business was born from that. And um, you know, very quickly within two and a half years, I was able to grow a portfolio of 130 properties um, and turn over well over $8 million in wow. Australia, which no one was more surprised than I was, Mark. I, um, you know, after the first year, after turning over $1.4 million in the first year, I had people coming up to me saying, how have you done it? What is your secret? And of course, that's when I wrote Million Dollar Host, the book. Um, and... Yeah, if I'd left just, you know, if I waited just one more year, I could have written the multi-million dollar host, but um, but it was just quite amazing. And then, of course, 
then I sold the business just before COVID. So my timing has been impeccable. <laughs> if anyone needs, you know, a psychic that can see into the future, literally ram a day ahead of you. And that's one of your services. <laughs> I can, I can provide that service. That's funny. So when you started the short-term rental management business, were you employed at that time? And you kind of do it as a sidekick. I was so I was I was working as a real as a realtor at that time and um, in a very flat market. There's nothing had moved in our market for 15 years, so it was awful. It was the worst case for a real estate <laughs> industry um, that you can imagine. And so it was really sitting in open homes with no vendors coming. Uh, sorry, no purchases coming through. Unhappy vendors. And I realized that I needed to do something more. And, you know, I, I needed to look for a, sol- a, a problem that I could offer a solution to, which was, yeah, short-term rentals. And um, so I, <laughs> but I didn't stay employed very long. As soon as I had figured out what I wanted to do, I put a strategy in place, a framework um, that allowed me to very quickly scale my operation and, to be able to work on the business, not in the business, was really key for me as well. So, um, but so I gave that the real the real estate job lasted about four or five weeks after I discovered short term rentals, and I was like, I'm out of here. But I tell you what, I actually I had gone to my boss of the real estate agency and said to him, I've got this idea. I think we should put this property management business into place. And he had laughed at me and scoffed like I had said, Let's go open up a lemonade stand. So it was his bad attitude that really forced my hand and I went back to my desk, wrote up my resignation letter, gave it to him and walked out the door. And within a couple of months, I was making more money than him. I had poached his best staff members because I thought, right, they can come with me as well. Um, and uh, and yeah, and to this day, you know, I'm so great. I'm so grateful for his bad attitude because it really made me, um, yeah, launch. That's there's so many stories like that. I'm glad that you're one of them. Like, <laughs> you don't like my idea? Fine. I like my idea. Uh, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. So you went from zero to just what, a handful of properties before you could start recruiting employees? Yeah, absolutely. So I I remember the day I had 10 properties that I had um, recruited and I was looking after all 10 of those myself. I remember very clearly the day I had made 17 beds in a row and I went home that night and I just looked in the mirror and thought, what the hell am I, have I got myself into? 17 beds. I was cleaning. I was a shit cleaner and excuse my language. I'm um, sorry, folks, if you're listening in right now. Uh, welcome to Australian slang. Uh, <laughs> swear word. I'm much out like United States. Uh, but... Yeah, I had I was cleaning, I was doing guest communications, I was looking for new properties, I was furnishing those properties, but I was doing it all myself. And at 10 properties, I went, I'm either have to give this away or I'm going to have to get help. And I think a lot of listeners right now can resonate with that, that you get to the point of you're doing everything yourself. It's You're feeling overwhelmed by this amazing opportunity that you found. Well, what do you do? You need to put in some parameters. You need to put in some some frameworks and um, and structure into your business to be able to either catapult you forward, or you give it up and you go back and work for uh, yeah, your work a job. 
And it was the next day that I sat down with a, a good friend of mine, Glenn, who is 70 years old. He was 70. Uh, he's now 75. Uh, but he sat down with me and he had come to the end of his advertising marketing career. We both worked together formally in the good old Yellow Pages days. Now, if anybody's old enough to know the Yellow Pages, that was what we did before Google uh, to look up businesses in our local community. Now, we had been selling advertising. Mark, I can see you nodding, but you probably are that old. So, uh, <laughs> so, and so Glenn said to me at 70, he didn't want to retire and he really wanted to find an opportunity to earn his own money, to be his own boss uh, and to be useful in the community. And I said to him, have you got a mop, a bucket, a vacuum cleaner and a smartphone? And he said, yes, yes, yes. And I said, here are 10 properties. I want you to look after all 10 of them. I want you to do the guest communication. I want you to clean the properties. I want you to look after these homes as if they're your own. I want you to make sure that nothing is broken and and see if you can upsell the guests, get them to stay longer, get them to spend more money on tours. And these are your 10. And uh, and so he went off and looked after those. And while I then looked after, well, then I concentrated on what I was very good at and that was getting more properties, doing the marketing piece, branding, getting more homeowners to give me their properties. And so that was the beginning of the structure that I formed and the key to my success and the scaling, um, the rapid scaling was really around this idea of having a co-host take care of the day-to-day logistics of the properties, but a small portfolio like it was a franchise and they were then rewarded um, with a split of the commission. So I charged 25% to my homeowners. I paid my co-host 6% plus the cleaning fee went straight from the guest straight through to the co-host. So it was great because anytime I saw a booking come in, I knew at 19% was going into my pocket. And that allowed me to rapidly scale and find more and more properties. Wow. So... Glenn grew a business inside of your business. Yeah, so you were like a feeder system for his business and he didn't have to go out and get new clients. It was. So in the the umbrella of my host, my home business, I had Glenn and then eventually 13 other co-hosts that all had their own little property portfolios. Now, some of them, uh, I, and so a lot of people say, but where do you find these people? Well, I can tell you, Glenn was a senior citizen. The next person I put on was a young mother who had a couple of school-aged children, but she wanted to be in the workforce. And so I said to her, well, how many properties would you like? She wanted three, three properties. Here are your three properties. Now, eventually her children um, were able to, they got more daycare and she was able to take on another property. Um, And so as her ability to take on more properties increased and her her love of building her own little business increased. She was able to take on more properties. Now, then the third person that I employed, Natalie, she was a real go-getter. She was an entre- she was a mini me, and so she said, "Give me as many as you can." So I gave her twenty-three properties. So she had twenty-three properties. She was responsible for cleaning, guest communications, looking after the properties, and doing all guest-facing um, services. Now, she was a smart cookie because she then employed her mother and her aunt to do all the cleaning. And then she just would simply go around to each of these properties 
and make sure everything was okay. All good because I was still giving her 6% plus the cleaning fee, but she was earning with those 23 properties, she would probably earn about $4,000 a week. So uh, I know we talk monthly, so 16000 a month. Um, and with that, she was paying her team underneath her. But I didn't have to worry about the cleaning. It was only my contract was with this girl, Natalie. It wasn't with her mum and the auntie. I didn't even get to meet them. Um, I didn't care. As long as the cleaning was done, we get five-star reviews, the guests are happy, and the occupancy is full. That was my my key performance indicators were very basic, but it worked. I love that model. I love it because it, it gives them skin in the game and it's their own business without having to do the marketing. You're just, you know, and if they ever wanted more, if they ever proved that they could take more, I'm sure we know you sprinkle that out. And then on the yeah, and on the flip side too, if they weren't doing the job, let's say that the cleaning wasn't up to scratch and we were getting bad reviews, we would retrain. That would always be the first option. But if if the bad reviews continued or the poor performance continued, we would just take that property off them and then allocate that to another person. So it was really, it was very easy to manage, and it was it was just um, a very simple structure, but it it worked very well and it was just like you said like a franchise people were able to come in and what I really found myself being was the matchmaker the middle person between a homeowner wanting a piece of the short-term rental pie but not having the time or the expertise and then I was just simply finding and matching them up with a willing entrepreneur who just needed an opportunity so if I could come in and say here's a business in a box that entrepreneur, the, the Glens, the Natalies of the world, they were a- absolutely willing to come in and follow my structure, follow the pr- procedures, the processes, and suddenly earn themselves incredible money, be empowered that they were um, in charge of their own little destiny, uh, be able to have unlimited earnings and just have real pride in the in the fact that they were getting five-star reviews or getting that feedback and meeting these homo- uh, these guests as well. And Glenn, the 70-year-old, was a massive flirt. So he would be flirting with the tourists and the guests. Um, he would be picking them up from the airport or taking them out to dinner. Oh, my gosh. No, he was in his element. So uh, we loved so it. It was great. That is so good. Get- so I'm going to just uh, repeat back some of what I think I heard. So you didn't, this was a pure like percentage play. There was no like base salary or anything, right? Because I find in this industry, like the cleaning type, they they need that security of like some kind of salary or yeah. cleaning. And there were, I definitely did have people that, uh, that really wanted that security and they were very concerned about having a commission only role. So what I did with those people was I did offer a retainer. And so this is a little secret for anybody listening in right now going, yeah, great idea, but no one's going to go for it. Offer a retainer. So the retainer that I offered, I think it was $750 per week. Uh, so 3000 a month. And I would say to that person, but as soon as your commissions exceed that amount, you're going to pay it back to me. So it was a retainer that they had to pay back. Um, but but the deal was if your commissions don't exceed that, you will always get 750 base salary. And yeah. they loved it. And, of course, they realized that within two weeks probably 
they were earning way over that. They were almost earning double that uh, in the yeah. setup that I had. But but it, they were nervous and fair enough too because when we not everybody is entrepreneurial minded like we are, um, and so a lot of people would come in and need that security. So so folks, if you're listening in right now, you can offer up a security option, um, but makes the reason that I wanted to do it with the commission was that. I was always worried with this business, the highs and lows, and of course, we've gone through COVID, we've gone through um, situations where travel just completely stops. I did not want to be responsible for a wage or a salary, and I also worried that paying people a fixed term or fixed amount was makes people lazy, and I hate no. to say it, but no, you're right. it drives them if they don't have some sort of carrot dangling. So. That's right. I want to um, kind of talk about this a little bit from the uh, owner side. What is financing like? Is it, I mean, obviously, are you able to get leverage like you are in the United States and buy these properties in cash flow? No, there is no such thing as creative financing in Australia. In fact, it's illegal. And so I listen to a lot of my short-term rental buddies about their uh, maybe you know, the owner financing or like the, or all the different amazing strategies that you have in the United States. And my mind is blown. And it's so bad in Australia that at the moment, so I own a, a lot of property here that I have no loans on at all. I can still not get a loan myself because they look at purely your salaried income. So it doesn't matter how many books I've got saying that I've earned a million dollars or more. Um, they don't care. They don't care how much cash in the bank. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You've got to have a salaried income and you've got to have pay slips for like three years to be able to show that you can service that loan. So it doesn't matter what the income is coming in from um, short-term rentals or it's just a nightmare. So you're very fortunate if you're in the United States because my theory has always been to cash flow with strategies like property management or arbitrage, but to be able to put it into a long-term real estate asset. And so I will always, that's my strategy. Um, and I see that's where the wealth is really made is those long-term capital gains, but don't do it in Australia. <laughs> wow. That's so hard. So is there a big, I mean, there's got to be. I mean, in Australia is such a tourist destination. There's got to be a big short-term rental market. And so these folks who own these homes, are they Australians? Yeah, most of them are. And yeah. most of them are, but it's... Um, and luckily enough, you know, there are, you know, there's people like myself that have managed to build up a portfolio, but it's so hard to do so. And I guess, you know, I guess it's the government is trying to protect us down here to make sure that we don't over, um, over uh, extend ourselves on loans, which is great because we don't get into trouble. Uh, it's a little bit like our, I hate to say, it, our vaccination. You know, you probably all heard the stories about yeah. down here in Australia. Yes, we were tough. They were tough on vaccination too, but we all stayed alive. So, um, so I guess at the same time, we're all none of us are broke. We're all alive down here, but it is. I, I guess my, I work mostly now with the North American market who I just love the entrepreneurial spirit. I love the fact that you've got creative financing. Yeah. I love people getting into the boutique hotel space at the moment. I've watched that and I think, 
this is so cool, but it's not something that I can achieve at home. It's um, yeah. something that I need to, you know, help help my buddies over in North America do. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I'm guessing like we've tried to invest in other countries too, and um, United States banks don't like to invest in other countries. So, you know, it's you know your bank at home doesn't, and then U.S. banks won't. So that that makes it hard unless. Oh, wow. So it just hit me. And then you guys don't allow owner financing. You you kind of make that illegal too. So Exactly. So, yeah, also that nuts. So, um, so yeah, folks, um, yeah, it makes it interesting. But, uh, but I would say it's so where you really need to find opportunity if you can't own these properties. And that's what really drove me was how do I make money out of properties without owning them? And it was property management. It was using other people's homes, fully furnished properties, and saying, well, give me the keys. I'm going to list it on a short-term rental property management, you know, as a um, property manager, and I'm going to help you with that. Um, Mark, I know you, like, I know that you've got 13 properties in the Smokies that you own, but you've also just, you've now gone into the property management side of things. How has that happened for you? Like, has that been by accident? Well, thank you for asking. Um, I love layups. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, we, I've owned properties up there since 2016 and probably, this probably says more about me than the property management companies, but I probably went through like seven or eight property management companies and I just wasn't getting what I wanted. Like things weren't functioning or it was dirty or there was no bookings. Like, like one would do one thing good and one wasn't doing the other thing good. And I was like, the only way that we're going to make this right is just do this ourselves. As much as I really didn't want to do that, because um, I wanted it to be passive, but this industry is not passive and you have to have a heart for hospitality. And so really it was a gut check. Hey, Mark, like we tried, like our motto today is like, everybody deserves to be a millionaire for the weekend. So everybody deserves to feel like a millionaire for the weekend. These people are saving up their whole, their whole year to go on this vacation and they want to walk in and they want to they want it to be awesome. And so, yeah, we built a little property management company off the back of, of the backs of our properties. And so we just want folks to have a great time. And we really didn't intend to bring on other, other clients. And so we, but we started getting some referrals because uh, we sold a couple properties and the agents would be like, well, how much did you gross? And how much did you net? And we would show them. They were like, is you're doing this? And you got this many reviews. And so then we started getting clients too. And so um, now we think it's a thing. <laughs> Good. And that a lot of listeners might be coming in you know, right now and saying, well, I'm doing this myself. Folks, make sure you talk to your neighbors, talk to your friends, because you may find that your expertise uh, can be utilized by your community and you can charge some really good money for it. Um, so, you know, that's, yeah. there's an opportunity to be your own boss and, um, you know, and that's where, so now for me, I'm, I now coach people to become their own bosses and show them the paperwork that they need and give them the strategies that they need to be able to fast track their success and, and build those short-term rental property management businesses because I just, it works so well for me. It's worked for you. Listeners, if you're out there, you know, and you want to do this yourself, but it is possible. And yeah, I mean, you made a great point 
earlier, like you can be really, really good at this and you can scale to a certain point, but there's a law of like diminishing returns where, you know, once you start scaling to a certain point, then your value diminishes. And so you have to get more people like you to be able to scale it. And so that's one of the things that you do is you teach people how to actually, what people do they need in the business and how do they scale this business so they can create a consistent brand, right? Exactly. I believe you've really got to work on the business, not in the business. And um, because you want to keep a lifestyle balance. Well, none of us are getting into these businesses to work ourselves 24-7 and never see our children or or have, actually, I was going to say have our marriages dissolve, but that happened to me. So don't listen to me on that one. Um, but I'd, race, I would say, yeah, I'd say make sure that you go in with a real understanding that, you know, you're building a business that's not reliant on just you um, because if if you're not here tomorrow, and that is very possible, um, how does that business run? So a lot of short-term rental operators, I say, get what's out of your head down on paper in black and white, put it in as a process, a playbook, whatever you might want to put together, but make sure that that you can have that structure right from the beginning. So yeah. So I'm going to go back to your story a little bit. You you sold this property management business, right? Right before COVID? Yeah. Like 2019 timeframe? Exactly. Yes. What I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, since you've sold it, have you have you just focused most of your energy now on te- teaching people to do what you did? Exactly. I, I now get my excitement and my joy out of seeing other people succeed. And so if I can sit down with somebody like yourself and you say to me, Julie, I really want to get to 50 properties, right, let's do it. And so I'll work hand in hand, one-on-one with these companies uh, to help them, um, as well as, of course, yeah, writing books. I now speak at conferences. Um, I travel the world a lot. Uh, you know, This year, I'm going to have done four trips to the US, um, across, the United, uh, across to the UK and to Scotland to judge awards, speak at conferences. Um, there might be a sneaky Netflix TV show coming up as well. Um, but there's some really exciting things happening in my life. Um, but it's all about trying to impact as many people as I possibly can in our industry in a positive manner and be able to help them see the success or replicate the success that I've had in this industry. Yeah. I was talking to this or about this with a friend of mine, um, it's like when you focus on yourself, like it's really hard for a human to say, hey, I'm going to take attention away from my goals and myself to focus on this person's goals and their self. Because you think you're taken away from yourself, but really it's the most additive thing to yourself you can do. It's one of the most selfish things you can do is help other people succeed, right? It's just, it feels so good, Mark. Like I just get so excited now when I see, well, I'm going to tell you, Two of my very favorite stories are very similar to each other. School teachers. Now, I had two school teachers come to me, separate areas of Australia. Uh, one of them, actually, I'm going to tell you about one because I was just celebrating success with him last week. He came to me in 2019 after reading my book, seeing me on um, on social media. He sent me a message saying, "Do you think I can do that? I'm a school teacher, and I'm in rural. I'm in a rural area in Australia." Uh, it's not a tourist area. And I said, 
sure, of course she can. And so I said, do you know, I just gave him some strategies. I told him what he needed to do, gave him some paperwork. And he now, 2019, so four years later, he is running a company where he's got 150 properties. He has got a massive office. He's got 20 staff. Um, he has got himself into a point where he takes regular trips, uh, vacations with his, he's got three young children. Um, but I'm so pleased he's now running this multi-million dollar business himself. And I, he flew me down last week to celebrate um, his latest success in opening up. He's got an office where he's got a drive-through uh, for his cleaners to drop off the linen, pick up the new consumables, pick up the new linen, but it's a drive-through in his office. I was like, do you offer fries with that as they go through? <laughs> I just, I'm so proud of him. His name's Tim Mortimer, and if anybody wants to have a look at a really great short-term rental property management business, look up B&B Made Easy in Australia. Um, B&B Made Easy, it's, I'm just absolutely thrilled to showcase his business uh, as being one of the finest examples of a short-term property manager in the world. That's wonderful. What what market is he in specifically or is he covered? He's in a, a, an area called Orange in New South Wales, Australia. Now it's about three hours drive from Sydney and Sydney is familiar for most people, but it's, it's in the middle of the bush. Like it's not, there's nothing... You would never have even heard of this place, but he has taken that area and then some rural um, towns close by, and he has just found a market where he has now got 150 of the most beautiful properties. He's got private chefs coming in. He's got wineries that partner with him. He's a community-minded fellow who has just really had the whole township embrace him but he is putting so much money back into his local community. Uh, so I'm just, I'm really, I just am, you know, when I get excited now, it's for people like him and his success stories. And I just, and actually he, he his story is in Hospitable Hosts, which is a collaboration of stories of people around the world. Um, but Tim Mortimer, B&B Made Easy, said, don't worry about my story. You should read something. Oh, come on. It's, that's so good because I always find that folks who have like a heart of a teacher and obviously Tim sounds like he was actually a teacher, you know, they just do good with folks. They just do good with employees because they're patient, they're kind, they're splittable by nature usually. Um, my mother was a teacher and so I feel comfortable saying that. <laughs> no, I could, you'll learn some brand new, you'll learn points. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, mom. <laughs> well um, this has been awesome like you're so upbeat and so willing to to tell your story i love it like you're infectious well thank you well folks you have been inspired by listening to this podcast um i'm going to do something now you didn't even know i'm going to do this mark but I would like to give away a few copies of Million Dollar Host. Uh, so if anybody wants to find out more about my story um, and then also strategies to lead to running a short-term rental Airbnb property management business, um, let's give five of these away. Uh, we'll do the ebook. So folks, if you're listening right now, just get in touch with me on social media. Um, I'm on all social medias, Instagram, Facebook, 
uh, TikTok, LinkedIn, just say that you are listening to Mark's podcast. You heard me make this offer. You'd like a copy of the book, and I'm going to send you through a copy of uh, Million Dollar Host. You for the first price. You're the best. That is so nice. What is, what is your so if you just type in Julie George, you yeah, million dollar host. Yeah, million dollar host or Julie George, you'll find me, and then you can just shoot me a private message and just say, "Hey, Julie, listen to your book," um, and yeah, would love a copy of the book. We'll get one to you, and then that way, that way I can give Mark a bit of feedback on who's listening in, and um, because let's let's get this podcast, let's make it go viral. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. See. See, look how kind she is, folks. You, this is somebody. This is somebody you want to be associated with. Well, thank you, Julie. This has been a super, super real and real pleasure. So, we will see you um, not at your upcoming event. I think you're going to be in Austin here soon. I'm going to be in Austin mid September, and then I'll be in Orlando at VRMA uh, the end of October. So there's a good chance we'll see you. Yeah, October. And then I'm going to Cancun for another event in November. Every month I'm in a different part of the world. But, folks, if you do want to find out where I'm speaking next, go to milliondollarhost.com.au and you'll see a list of events and just where you'll be able to hear me speak. Awesome. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening and don't forget about the tools available to subscribers. The property manager self-assessment tool, my property upgrade walkthrough list, or the chance to feel like a millionaire for the weekend by checking out one of our own properties in person. It's all available on our website, www.goodendeavorstrshow.com.